You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Money Pit is presented by Hertz and Home Advisor. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Happy holidays, everybody. It is the ho-ho home improvement time of the year, so you might be thinking about some projects that you still need to get done or ones that you want to plan for the year ahead. Not too early to start thinking about those home improvement New Year's resolutions. If you've got one that we can help with, give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit or post your question to the Money Pit's Facebook community at facebook.com slash the Money Pit. Coming up this hour, holiday entertaining is just getting started. So we've got some tips to help you turn a ho-hum space into a home theater for fantastic viewing on a budget. And are you having a real live Christmas tree this season? Well, you might be surprised to learn that there's a really good chance that the first horde of holiday guests you have might actually be the Christmas tree bugs that came with it. Is this a real thing, Tom? This is horrible. It is a totally real thing. There's over half a dozen types of Christmas tree insects oh. that love to stay on that tree right through the front door of your oh, house. Oh, my still goodness. I feel like I've heard like really horrible versions <laughs> of this story before where like thousands of spiders come crawling out of the tree. And now when we're done with our session today of the money pit, I'm going to go throw my live tree outside of the house. <laughs> but we'll tell you how to avoid all of those holiday hitchhikers. That's right. And also ahead, decorators and home improvers have re-embraced wallpaper in a new and more modern way, often using it now as an accent or a faux finish to quickly and inexpensively transform a room. So we're going to have some tips for choosing modern wallpapers and hiring the right pro to help you get it done. And now that it's cold, are you thinking ahead to when that warm weather returns? We've got a great product from QuickCrete to give away that can help. It's a set of their very popular walkmaker forms, and it's an easy way to build a beautiful cobblestone walkway. So give us a call right now. We are here to help you with your home improvement projects now or ones you have planned for the year ahead. Give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Betsy in Delaware, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? In my basement, you know, I have my uh, clean-out thing. And, oh, over the years, I've noticed that my plumber is around more than anybody else. <laughs> I got him on retainer, huh? <laughs> yeah. So um, I had a new heating and air conditioning system put in. I asked the guy if he had a plumber. So he had this guy come over, and he said, you know, that shouldn't be happening. And, they should, you know, you need somebody with a camera. So he said, I don't do that stuff anymore. You know, I'm old, too, so... And so he sent somebody over, and they, you know, they put a camera down, and, you know, you could see, like, several big chunks of root balls in there. And they said, you know, the clay okay. pipe's in bad shape. The house is, like, 42 years old. I got an estimate on, you know, what it would be to – they were going to bring the clean pipe up 
to the ground level. And to get to the pipes, it was going to be like it's 10 feet down. So, you know, he gave me his estimate. But then when they came out to do it, they had an excavator who's from another state just right over the line. And he had the sonar thing. And he marked out the pipe. And it was right next to a beautiful maple tree I have. I mean, ah, like two okay. inches that was planted, yeah. you know, the same time the house was built. Okay. So I thought, okay, you know, one of my neighbors had told me there's this stuff they they spray through. Oh, they also uh, put the camera all the way through, and they were like, I counted five big uh, knobs of wood, you know, of, of roots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. I understand that when they do the spray, you know what I'm talking about with the spray and the special I do. Yep, spray, yep. Like, we're going to talk about that. Okay, so tell me the rest of the story. Go ahead. Well, uh, you know, I understand that they would have to, like, saw those things out somehow and then do it. So I'm thinking, you know, I'd like to keep the tree, but I'm not so sure that, you know, how long that stuff's been around, if if they really can do that with, you know, getting rid of those knobs and then doing it. So I want your opinion because I love your show. Okay, so here's the thing. First of all... Just to put your mind at ease, any sewer cleaner that's worth his or her salts can run a snake down those clay pipes and clean out all of those root balls. So you do not have to do this whole excavation thing or even pipelining just to clear your pipe. Now, we have to do it again? Sure, but maybe in a year or two or three. And so the inexpensive way to fix this is just to have a sewer cleaning done. I don't care how deep the pipe is. Their clean-out tools can go 50 feet, 100 feet and you'll be done. The system that they're talking to you about doing is called pipe lining or pipe relining. And basically what it is, is it's like, think of it as a long fiberglass sock that's run through this pipe. And they have a couple of ways of doing it. They pull it through, and then it basically is expands and then lines the inside surface of that old clay pipe. So basically you're relining the pipe with this new fiberglass material. And this is very helpful in cases where you have sewer pipes that are going into beautiful maple tree roots or under patios or around pools or places that you don't want to excavate. It's not an inexpensive process. So just keep that in mind. It's going to be more expensive or at least as expensive as tearing everything up and replacing it. But again, I don't think you have to do this unless it's really something you want to do to improve your house. Okay. My concern, and, you know, this is where I thought you could help me out, too. You know, I know it's not expensive. It's two different plumbers I talked to because the first guy doesn't do that lining system. But he did tell me about it. Um, the tree is, like, higher than my two-story house, so that's going to be a big expense. But with this fiberglass thing, does the, I mean, as the roots go grow again and again and again, because they always do, is that going to penetrate that fiberglass? No, absolutely not. It gets through the clay pipe because it's pretty easy to get through a clay pipe. It basically goes right through the joints of the pipe because clay pipes are put in sections, and they easily get right through those sections, and then they have a fertile space in which to grow. So, no, if you reline the pipe with fiberglass, it's not going to – you will no longer get any roots that get in there. Well, that's good to know. And then the last question, and you guys are great. Thank you for being patient. (laughs) No worries. The clay pipe is old. I mean, it's like – my house is 42 years old, and so, you know, I didn't know if that's deteriorating or, you know, if, you know how long they really last. Not at all. Not at all. Clay pipes can last 100 years. Easy. All right. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So here's what we've learned. We've learned that you don't have to tear out the pipes. We've learned that they've got lots of life left in them. You can just snake them. But if you want to preserve that tree and you do want to replace them, I think lining is probably a better option. 
Okay? Okay, great. Thank you so much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 188-MONEY-PIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-MONEY-PIT is presented by HomeAdvisor. You can get instantly matched with top-rated pros for any home project and book appointments online for free. And still to come, no need to spend big bucks on your entertainment space. We're going to tell you how to create your very own home theater on a budget after this. You live in a money pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring, we get socked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by Indo Window Energy Saving Inserts, the smartest way to make your home warmer, quieter, and more efficient without compromising your home's historic integrity. Get your free estimate at energysavinginserts.com. That's energysavinginserts.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we want you to pick up the phone and call us right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor, the fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project, whether it's a small repair or a major remodel. That's right. Pick up the phone and give us a call anytime. Let us know what you are working on. And we know that the weather outside is frightful, but, you know, the fire is so delightful. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we know the winter weather is not so great. And maybe a lot of you have already got your mind on springtime and when it starts to get warmer. Well, we like the way you guys think. So give us a call with your home improvement question, and we've got a great giveaway for those warmer days that we promise are ahead. It's the QuickCrete Walkmaker form, and it really is an easy and affordable way that you can add a beautiful, durable concrete walkway or patio to the house. And it's a do-it-yourself project because it's a form that you fill, and there's a whole bunch of different uh, patterns available. And you just make them over and over and over again until you've got the amount that you want to create that walkway or that pathway. So it's a super simple do-it-yourself project, and it's a great prize pack that we've got up for grabs this hour. Check them out at quickcrete.com. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. That QuickCrete Walkmaker is going out to one listener. Draw it random. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. You can also post your question to the Money Pit's Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Money Pit. Everyone who posts on our social pages in the prior week to the show has an equal chance at winning this weekend's prize. All right. Now we've got Dan in Louisiana on the line who's got a question for the Money Pit. What can we help you with? Uh, on one side of the house, I'm up, I'm up about a foot and a half 
the water pipes had busted. Actually, some raccoons and cats had fought underneath there, busted the pipeline. Oh, no. And on that, <laughs> yeah, and on that side of the house, it had sunk down level with the ground. Now, I had, had been gone about four or five days. When I came back, it was like this. What I'm trying to find out is how I can level the home, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I, mean, I have get it level again, yeah. I have a question for you, Dan. Um, did you consider filing a claim with your homeowner's insurance company? I haven't yet, and and that, that's that's where I'm. You know, I've I've done construction for a while. Uh, I'm 69 now. I'm semi-retired, I guess you'd say. So, well, listen, man. I, I think you have a really good claim because this is, uh, you know, this is a plumbing a plumbing burst that was caused by animal infestation like this. This is not like the maintenance issue. This is a single event like this. This kind of single event where you have a burst and it causes damage, and in your case, potentially severe structural damage, is why you have homeowner's insurance. This is nothing that you should have to fix yourself or pay for yourself. So I'm telling you that I think you should contact your homeowner's insurance company and or contact a public adjuster. Now, a public adjuster is basically somebody who represents you to your homeowner's insurance company, and they work for you to make sure that the claim is properly filed and includes everything. I mean, we're talking about everything from the concrete block to the layers of paint that right. have to be restored to make this repair. And when you have Where a major structural... Where do I find that public adjuster? They're going to be licensed, and they're going to be, you know, you're going to have to find them the way we find other professionals. Uh, if you have an attorney or somebody that's in the legal business, they may be able to have uh, give you a recommendation for, for one or two. You could interview them. Um, but basically the way they work is on a percentage of the claim. So they might get a few percent of what they collect. But the nice thing about a public adjuster and one that's that does a good job is they're going to find every single thing that has to be restored because of right. this animal uh, because of this animal damage. So okay. I would not at all try to take this on yourself. I definitely think you should do it through an adjuster or through your insurance company. You're going to need there. I mean, part of what they're going to pay for is a structural engineer to review that property and figure out how this can be fixed and how this can be leveled. So there's no guesswork here. And and it's also important because someday you might want to sell this house and you want to make sure that anything that failed was properly repaired. You may end up with a repair that's in, bit, in better shape than the house was originally, but that's okay. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah. I just I'm just wondering how I would get in touch with a public adjuster. Would that be under government or under? Uh... No, no, uh, no. It's it, it's called a public adjuster, but they're basically people that work for the public, not not as in like it's not like a government authority. Okay. It's like a private consultant. You know, it's just like hiring an accountant or a lawyer or anybody else. It's called a public adjuster. So you search online for public adjusters in your zip code, you can start there. But I would, you know, I would make sure that I take my time and, and find out what their experiences in your area and try to find a good one. That's why it's kind of helpful if maybe you might uh, know an accountant or an attorney or perhaps, uh, or perhaps uh, you know, someone at the at your insurance agents, not the insurance company, but the insurance agent that you bought this from may have some knowledge right. of that. I would spend a little okay. time trying to find well, the right that professionals. That really helps, uh, yeah. <clears throat> okay? That really helps uh, big time. Yeah, don't let too much time go by because you want to make sure it's really clear what happened here, okay? Get right on it. Okay, Dan, good luck. Let us know what happens. 
Well, now that we are in the entertainment season, we thought it might be a good time to talk about the ways that you could be able to spruce up your entertaining space. And one project that comes to mind is building a home theater system. Now, that's one you might think is best left to those with big budgets, but not so. All you need is some basic equipment and a sensible design that works to create a theater environment. Right. So the first step, though, is to kind of assess the space that you have to work with. You need to plan the distances. You need a comfortable distance between your screen, your speakers, and your seating. But remember that a great home theater doesn't require a giant screen and a gazillion speakers. In fact, the ideal viewing distance from the TV is usually about two and a half times the width of the screen. So not a great distance. Now, as far as the gear goes, the switch to digital TV signals a few years ago basically has made flat screens, high-def TVs very affordable. So watch for the sales. Lots going on right now. Pick up one that works for your space. And keep in mind that the built-in speakers on many flat screens today they may be less satisfying than the TV you came from. And here's why. You know, something had to give when they went to those really thin TVs, and part of what gave was the speakers. And so that's why, not to worry, but you're going to have to buy what's called a sound bar, which is kind of like the speaker bar. And like, so on our flat screen TV, we have Sony, and we have a Sony sound bar, and it just sits like right underneath. It can even, depending on how you hang it, you can attach to the bottom of the TV. But that's where the sound comes out of, not really the TV speakers itself. Because it definitely sounds very thin when it comes out of the speakers, even though it's a nice TV. So you're going to have to go for uh, some sort of a sound system. And I just feel like getting the one that comes from the same manufacturer just means everything works together nicely and without any hassles. Yeah, and that's always what you want. You want no hassles when you're sort of setting up your home theater system because it can be kind of confusing if you're not you know, an expert at sort of putting that stuff together. So keep it simple and everything should just sort of work together. Now, when it comes to furniture, you don't have to spend a lot on all of those home theater furnishings or even the room design because you've probably got most of what you already need to be comfortable and you've got some good acoustics. So think about upholstered couches and upholstery on chairs. That's kind of ideal because those elements are sound absorbing. So you're not going to bounce around a lot of that sound if you have super smooth floor with no area rugs or leather furnishings. That really doesn't help you. That just throws that sound all around. So you want to add in draperies, area rugs, comfy furnishings. In fact, a guy that I work with, Sal, he just showed us a picture today that was, um, I guesstimated 17 feet of five theater reclining chairs. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Tom, when I tell you, the room, <laughs> wow. it, the chairs went from end to end. And I was like, oh, Sal, man. where did you get this? And he said he bought it somewhere locally in New Jersey. But wow. he only spent like 2300 on it. It's not the real really? leather. But huh. my goodness, I was like, this nope. is a place Looks where you like take it. a nap, <laughs> you watch a movie. So you don't have to spend a lot, even if you're in the market for something new. Now, the last thing you want to think about is lighting, or more importantly, the lack of lighting. It's important for good home theater viewing. So two things. First of all, make sure you have dimmable lamps or lighting. Easy to do if you uh, have overhead lighting. Make sure the dimmers are built into the switches. Or if you have just tape like lamp lighting, you can use extension cords that have dimmers built into them, or you can just replace the light switch with a dimmer. Some of these are even controllable from your smartphone. And then make sure you choose drapes or shades that block sunlight. Because, you know, when you buy shades today, you can buy the ones that are translucent or light blocking in a room like that where you want to have like a nice viewing experience. You want to make sure you have some that have light blocking because, heck, you might want to watch a movie in the middle of the day. and You don't want that sun streaming in and ruining the whole experience. So there you go. few good ways for you to set up your home theater just in time for the holidays and perhaps all of the big games that are remaining until we get up to the big day of the Super Bowl. <laughs> and it has to be big. <laughs> 
you know, a lot of people buy these TVs right before the Super Bowl. Like there's the pre-Super Bowl parties, and but then they get frustrated because they can't figure out how to set them up. And then all their bodies get mad at them. So start early. You can reach us anytime with your home repair or home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888 Money Pit. Hey, it's the holiday season. Are you enjoying having a real live Christmas tree? Well, you might be surprised to learn that there's a really good chance that your first horde of holiday guests could be some Christmas tree bugs that came with the tree right into your house. Oh, gosh. I'm going to go and check out my tree immediately when I get home from work today, Tom. Uh, <laughs> we're going to tell you guys how to spot and evict those holiday hitchhikers next. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. Hey, are you looking for some new flooring, maybe in your kitchen or your bath? Well, Home Advisor can instantly match you with the right pro for the job for free. Call us right now at 1-888-666-3974. Lori in Nevada is on the line with the Money Pit. It's got a question about a cement sink. What can we do for you? Um, yeah, hi there. Yeah, we, you know, I'm helping my parents out with their very old home. Unfortunately, we're really low on funds, et cetera, et cetera. We have a sink in our old home. It's in the basement, and the sink is part of, like, the washer-dryer setup there. And it's an old cement sink that has a crack in it. I was hoping that we could do something to repair it just until they're ready to, to move on because we're trying to do the downsizing and stuff. Okay, is the, is the crack? 
crack really severe where it's like in two pieces, or is it just like one crack that where water gets through? Well, you know, it's like kind of like a little forked crack that's in part of the sink on the base of it. So, so um, what I would recommend is you use an epoxy on this. There's a product called PC-7. It's sort of like a putty, and it comes in a container that has the A part and the B part, and you mix it together. And so it ends up being, when it's mixed together, kind of like Play-Doh, and you can press it into place and get it, you know, troweled out and pressed into this crack and leave it alone for about 24 hours, and it will never, ever leak again. So good luck with that project, and thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, if you're one of the millions of households, like myself, who enjoy having a real live Christmas tree to gather around, you might be surprised to learn that there's a really good chance that your first bunch of holiday guests have already arrived with that tree. That's right. There are over a half a dozen species of Christmas tree bugs. That's right. Bugs that may have attached themselves to your live Christmas tree. We're talking about aphids and Edelgids and pine needle scale and bark beetles and even spiders that bite. That's right. The spiders can stay on the trees and then get into your house and some of them can bite. Oh, my God. This is a horrible thing, Tom. You always hear about, you know, oh, the tree's used to the cold and there's eggs on it and it comes inside and your house is nice and warm. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Stop saying this. All right. I'm going to stop talking about it. So let's talk about ways to fix it and make sure that your tree is creepy crawly free. First of all, check it out before you buy it. When you head out for the Christmas tree, be sure to bring a flashlight with you. Yes, it's daytime, but bring a flashlight so that you can look at the trunk. You can look for any bugs, any eggs, then scan a few sections of needles for the bugs and eggs as well. They're going to think you're crazy, but look at everything because believe me, you don't want these bugs in your house. Now, next, shake it out. Even if you've inspected your tree for any hitchhikers, it's a good idea to give your tree a good shake. If you shake the tree, you will encourage any bugs to jump off or fall off so you don't bring them home with you. You know, Christmas tree bugs are so common that some shops or stands actually have a mechanical Christmas tree shaker that you can make sure they use before you tie off the tree to your car for the ride home. And by the way, you might be thinking, well, I don't just spray the whole thing down with pesticides. Really bad idea. Here's why. Because many insecticides are flammable, and when combined with hot holiday lights and dried out needles, it could lead to a disastrous fire. So do not use pesticides on that tree. Oh, my goodness. And lastly, guys, you got to vacuum. You know, the longer you keep your tree indoors, the more likely you are to find dead bugs under the tree. And many of the bugs that live on the trees are going to run out of food once you bring that tree inside, or they're not going to be able to cope with the change in humidity. Now, the best solution is to vacuum up any dead bugs along with the dried out needles that are ultimately going to collect on a daily basis under the tree. And by the way, if you are vacuuming early in the season, Here's a little tip. You want to remove and replace the vacuum bag basically as soon as you're done. It's fine if it's not filled. Get rid of it. Here's why. Because it may very well be filled with a few live bugs who are still clinging to your holiday spirit. So you don't want to have those live bugs. You don't want to give them any chance to call that vacuum and get into another space in your house. So toss the vacuum bag as soon as you are done. It's worth changing it out to a new one. Oh, gosh. And that completes the Scrooge portion of the show. How about that? (laughs) We're going to turn to some more positive topics now than Christmas tree bugs, which is the things that are bugging you about your home improvement project. So call us right now. We'd love to chat at 1-888-MONEYPIT or post your questions to the Money Pit community at facebook.com slash the Money Pit. 
John in Oakhurst, New Jersey, maybe Tom's neighbor, has a question about a water heater. How can we help you today? Yeah, um, we just literally um, had a uh, water, new water heater installed today. We started to have some leaking coming out of the top, where I guess where the input and the output lines go in. Um, so we had a new one put in. We knew that was failing, but the installer suggested and recommended to us that we uh, flush it once a year. And uh, although that sounds like it makes sense to me, um, I know there's a lot of people don't do that. I just want to get your guys' opinion on whether that's really important to do that annually, or and, and if you don't, what's the downside of that? Well, the reason that you flush a water heater is because you get sediment in the bottom of it, and the sediment acts as an insulator. It doesn't really cause any harm to the water heater, and I think in, the, in a situation where you have city water, it's not as important as when you have well water. It's sort of an old wives' tale. It's kind of something that people always started doing and not really ever stopped doing or understand why they do it. There's nothing really wrong with flushing it. The only downside is that you may find that the valve that you open up at the bottom of the water heater once a year, one of these years, it's not going to want to shut again and you end up with an expensive repair. So I don't think it's critical, but I don't think it will hurt you unless the valve gets kind of gummed up at some point and starts to leak. That's a good uh, good suggestion, Tom. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You could reach us anytime with your home repair or your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888 Money Pit. Well, wallpaper has been an element of home decor since the 1930s, and while popularity has been up and down over the years, it's now picking up steam as a way to transform a room or more. We're going to have some tips to help you choose the best wallpaper for your home and help you find a pro to get it installed in today's pro project, presented by HomeAdvisor.com, next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here to help you with your home improvement projects. So help yourself first. Call us now at 888-MONEY-PIT or post your question to the Money Pit's Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Money Pit. Hey, if the weather says winter but your mind says spring, we like the way you think. And if you call now with your home improvement question, you might just be the one winner of a great prize. We've got the QuickCrete Walkmaker Forms giveaway, an easy and affordable way to add a beautiful, durable concrete walkway or patio to your home. The way it works is you just pour the QuickCrete crack-resistant concrete into the form, you smooth it with a trowel, you take off the form when it's almost dry. We call it thumbprint hard. Then you repeat the process until the walkway or the patio is done. It's available in four styles. We've got one to give away today those so pick up the phone give us a call at 888 money pit that quick create walk maker going out to one listener drawn at random make that you call us now at 1-888-666-3974
Now we've got Ames from Colorado on the line who's got a question about repairing stucco. How can we help you? We have a home that's eight or nine years old. Um, It has a stucco exterior and it has cracks, horizontal cracks. Is it a masonry stucco house or is it a uh, synthetic stucco house? You know, I don't know. So is it like a concrete kind of a finish to it? Does it feel like concrete or does it feel soft? Like could you put your finger and push it and it would be spongy? Um, It's it's hard. It's hard. Okay. And so you've got cracks in horizontal stucco, eight-year-old house. You're going to want to get those cracks sealed because what happens with stucco, if the water gets behind it, especially in a cold environment, it will tend to do two things. Number one, it will freeze. And as it does, it will push and loosen the stucco. Uh, and number two, there's probably a metal mesh that's was applied to the home first that holds that stucco in place and the moisture will rust that away. So the best thing to do is to use an exterior caulk You can get one that matches the color of the stucco, uh, or you could use a clear silicone-like caulk and seal those cracks to try to minimize the chance for moisture to get through. And that's going to be pretty much normal maintenance with uh, with a stucco surface. Does it appear like any chunks are coming off, or is it just the crack that is forming? Yeah, it's just the crack. Yeah, so stay on top of it, Ames, and you'll really minimize it, and it, it'll last for a long time. All right, and then it also has uh, rust stains, uh, you know, probably from that metal lath. Yeah, and so after you get all of the... Uh, cracks sealed. If you're getting when you next time you repaint the house, I want you to prime it first. That will seal in the rust stains and prevent them from coming through quite so quickly. Okay. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, wallpaper has been a popular element for home decor since the 1930s, and back then it was pretty much a requirement for any interior decorating plan. But while it became less popular in the back half of the last century. For like the last 20 years, decorators and homeowners have sort of re-embraced wallpaper because it's a very nice because way to Because it's awesome. It it's awesome. See, and you're one of the decorators, right? <laughs> I love it. It's I'm awesome. It's a nice like way it. to transform a room without spending a lot of money. So we've got tips on how to do just that in today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Count the ways you love your wallpaper, Leslie. Mm, it's pretty. It makes a big difference. <laughs> doesn't have to be very expensive. You can do it yourself. I find a lot of Zen moments in hanging wallpaper. It really is fantastic, guys. I know there are a lot of naysayers out there who just hate wallpaper, but I will tell you, and I think it's due to the popularity of a lot of British programs that are on a lot of these streaming services. Um, there's so much wallpaper used in set design, and I think as a set designer... I've just fallen in love with it my whole life. So I want to use it. I want to put it up everywhere. But you've got to find the right paper for the part of your house that you're going to use it in. And there's really four types. There's um, vinyl coated. There's coated fabric. There's paper or solid sheet backed vinyl and fabric backed vinyl. And each one is going to have its own benefits and disadvantages. And each type is better than others for specific rooms. Now, for example, a vinyl-coated wallpaper, that's suitable for almost any room, but it's particularly fantastic for a kitchen or bath due to the fact that it just has better water resistance. Now, a coated fabric wallpaper is made by printing patterns directly onto a vinyl or acrylic-coated fabric. It's more breathable, it's better quality than vinyl-coated, but it tends to absorb moisture. So it's really not a good choice for a kitchen or a bath. Now, there's also solid sheet vinyl wallpaper, and this is a very durable and very easy-to-clean product. It's made 
when a paper substrate is laminated into an acrylic to create a very single solid decorated surface. And they're also often embossed, which gives a sort of texture to a wall surface, which is pretty nice. And then finally, there's fabric-backed vinyl wallpaper. This is very strong. It's moisture-resistant on the surface. It has a surface of acrylic or vinyl, and it's very durable and very tear-resistant, as well as impervious to moisture and humidity. So if you live in an area like Florida, for example, or you want to put this in your bathroom, that's the paper to use. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I think like any home improvement project, estimating the cost of wallpapering one or more rooms of your house really depends on a combination of everything from the size of the room, the quality of the paper. But according to Home Advisor, the average cost to hire a paper hanger is about $507. So it's really a pretty affordable way to completely transform a space. And that's today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com. With HomeAdvisor, you can get matched with top-rated home service pros in your area and book appointments online all for free. No matter the type of job, HomeAdvisor makes it fast and easy to hire the best local pros. You're tuned to The Money Pit, which is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Never worry, guys, about overpaying for a job. You can use the HomeAdvisor True Cost Guide and see what others have paid for similar projects. It's all for free at HomeAdvisor.com. When we come back, we're going to help out a caller who's thinking about some big changes for the new year, like putting her house on the market. We're going to help her sort out when and if you should bring in a home inspector, and we'll help her out with that when we come back. You live in a money pit. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you with your home improvement projects, you can post those questions to the Money Pit's community page at facebook.com slash the Money Pit or to moneypit.com. And that is exactly what Carla in Michigan did. Sounds like Carla's got big plans for the new year, Leslie. Yeah, this is exciting. Carla writes, I'm putting my house on the market in a few months. Is it worth it to have a home inspection done before I list it? Or should I just wait and see what comes out of an interested buyer's pre-sale home inspection? That is a really good question, Carla. So here's my two cents on this. And remember, I was a home inspector for like almost 20 years. I do think it's a good idea for you to have an inspection before you put it on the market because Having done thousands of inspections, I can tell you that very often what will happen after the home inspection is the sellers will not be real happy because the home inspector found some issue of significance that now requires them to pay for an expensive repair or to renegotiate the purchase price. And, you know, it's just sloppy when you have to do that when you're deep into the transaction like that because, you know, the buyers think you're just going to take like whatever cheap way out you can and, you know, you're already convinced that you sold the house for too too little money. They think they're way overpaying for it. There's all this angst going on. So it's very helpful when you know what kinds of issues may be there. And you know, it could work to your benefit if the buyer's inspector thinks there's something a problem and your inspector didn't pick it up. Well, now you've got somebody to really talk with about that and uh, try to get to the bottom of it. And if you do find a problem, it's better that you fix it before you put the house on the market because this way the buyers are not involved you can do it at your own leisure, and then you can add it to the listing as a new whatever, new furnace, new roof. You know, I can tell you, Leslie, I've done inspections where I walked into the house at noon, and by 2 p.m., 
there was an HVAC contractor carrying out a dangerous furnace and putting in a new one. I mean, it happens that fast. I mean, it really makes sense. So knowledge is power. I definitely think it's a great idea for you to get inspection done before you put your house on the market. Yeah, that's a good tip. All right, next up, Robin in Delaware has written, does it ever make sense to make a two-story house into a one-story? We like our location, but we don't need the room anymore, and also we need a new roof. Hey, we need a new roof. Let's lose the second floor. I cannot think of any circumstance where that would yeah. make sense. <laughs> None. <laughs> None whatsoever. So yeah, I. you know, well, listen, you know, Robin may not be paying attention to the real estate market, but the more space you have, the more valuable your house is. So why would you, you know, cut it down to a, a one-story house and, and lose easily a third of its value, if not more? So, yeah, really bad idea. I would definitely not do that. You know, if you like where you are, find another house there or just think about, even though you're not using those those extra rooms upstairs, the carrying cost of that empty space is going to be a lot cheaper than the money you're going to lose by chopping it off. <laughs> you know, if you're paying to heat them and cool them and all of that, do not do that, Robin. It would be a really bad idea. Oh, my goodness, Robin. Instead, think of some ways that you can, you know, cut costs on your spending up there. Really look at what you can do to enhance the design of the house through the color and sort of selection of roof shingles that you pick out. I would definitely not lose that second floor because where are you going to go and hide when you want to be by yourself? Hey, why not turn it into an Airbnb? You know, my daughter has been away at college. She's working on her medical residencies, and she's been renting long-term Airbnbs. So it's not just overnight. She's living in a, with a nice, very nice lady now in Seattle for, for four months who's renting her room. That's really smart. Yeah, go do that. Come on, Robin. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. This time of year, though, it's the Ho Ho Home Improvement Show. We're all in the holiday spirit. We hope that you are in the holiday spirit, enjoying this wonderful pre-holiday weekend. If you've been thinking about some improvements you'd like to make to your home for the new year, we are so glad you've been listening to us. And welcome you to contact us 24-7 at one money pit with those questions, or you can always post them to the Money Pits community at facebook.com slash the money pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 